in God's holy word to the book of Second Chronicles, Second Chronicles, and our text this evening, Second Chronicles, beginning in chapter twenty-two. And so, please give careful attention now uh, to the reading of God's fair word, Second Chronicles, chapter twenty-two. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem made Ahaziah, his youngest son, king in his place. For the band of men that came with the Arabians to the camp had killed all the older sons. So Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, reigned. Ahaziah was 22 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Athaliah the granddaughter of Omri. He also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother was his counselor in doing wickedly. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, as the house of Ahab had done. For after the death of his father, they were his counselors to his undoing. He even followed their counsel and went with Jehoram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, to make war against Haziel, king of Syria, Ramoth-Gilead. And the Syrians wounded Joram, and he returned to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds that he had received at Ramah when he fought against Haziel, king of Syria. And Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to see Joram, the son of Ahab, in Jezreel, because he was wounded. But it was ordained by God that the downfall of Ahaziah should come about through his going to visit Joram. For when he came there, he went out with Jehoram to meet Jehu, the son of Nimshi, whom the Lord had anointed to destroy the house of Ahab. And when Jehu was executing judgment on the house of Ahab, he met the princes of Judah and the sons of Ahaziah's brothers who attended Ahaziah, and he killed them. He searched for Ahaziah, and he, captured, he was captured while hiding in Samaria, and he was brought to Jehu and put to death. They buried him, for they said, He is the grandson of Jehoshaphat, who sought the Lord with all his heart. And the house of Ahaziah had no one able to rule the kingdom. Now when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal family of the house of Judah. But Jehoshabeth, the daughter of the king, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him away from among the king's sons who were about to be put to death. And she put him and his nurse in a bedroom. Thus Jehu Shabeth, the daughter of King Jehoram and wife of Jehoiada, the priest, because she was a sister of Ahaziah, hid him from Athaliah so that she did not put him to death. And he remained with them six years, hidden in the house of God, 
while Athaliah reigned over the land. But in the seventh year, Jehoiada took courage and entered into a covenant with the commanders of hundreds. Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, Ishmael, the son of Jehohanan, Azariah, the son of Obed, Maaseiah, the son of Adiah, and Elishaphat, the son of Zichri. And they went about through Judah and gathered the Levites from all the cities of Judah and the heads of the fathers' houses of Israel. And they came to Jerusalem. And all the assembly made a covenant with the king and the house of God. And Jehoiada said to them, Behold, the king's son, let him reign. As the Lord spoke concerning the sons of David, this is the thing that you shall do. Of you priests and Levites who come off duty on the Sabbath, one-third shall be gatekeepers, and one-third shall be at the king's house, and one-third at the gate of the foundation. And all the people shall be in the courts of the house of the Lord. Let no one enter the house of the Lord except the priests and ministering Levites. They may enter, for they are holy, but all the people shall keep the charge of the Lord. The Levites shall surround the king, each with his weapons in his hand. And whoever enters the house shall be put to death. Be with the king when he comes in and when he goes out. The Levites and all Judah did according to all that Jehoiada the priest commanded. And they each brought his men who were to go off duty on the Sabbath with those who were to come on duty on the Sabbath. For Jehoiada the priest did not dismiss the divisions. And Jehoiada the priest gave to the captains the spears and the large and small shields that had been King David's, which were in the house of God. And he set all the people as a guard for the king, every man with his weapon in his hand from the south side of the house to the north side of the house, around the altar and the house. And then they brought out the king's son and put the crown on him and gave him the testimony. And they proclaimed him king. And Jehoiada and his sons anointed him. And they said, Long live the king. When Athaliah heard the noise of the people running and praising the king, she went into the house of the Lord to the people. And when she looked, there was the king standing by his pillar at the entrance, and the captains and the trumpeters beside the king, and all the people of the land rejoicing and blowing trumpets, and the singers with their musical instruments leading in the celebration. And Athaliah tore her clothes and cried, Treason! Treason! Then Jehoiada the priest brought out the captains who were set over the army, saying to them, Bring her out between the ranks, and anyone who follows her is to be put to death with the sword. For the priest said, Do not put her to death in the house of the Lord. So they laid hands on her, and she went into the entrance of the horse gate of the king's house, and they put her to death there. And Jehoiada made a covenant between himself and all the people and the king, that they should be the Lord's people. And then all the people went to the house of Baal and tore it down. His altars and his images they broke in pieces, and they killed Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. 
And Jehoiada posted watchmen for the house of the Lord under the direction of the Levitical priests and the Levites whom David had organized to be in charge of the house of the Lord to offer burnt offerings to the Lord as it is written in the law of Moses with rejoicing and with singing according to the order of David. He stationed the gatekeepers at the gate of the house of the Lord so that no one should enter who was in any way unclean. And he took the captains, the nobles, the governors of the people, and all the people of the land, and they brought the king down from the house of the Lord, marching through the upper gate to the king's house. And they set the king on the royal throne. So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet after Athaliah had been put to death with the sword. Thus ends the reading of God's very word. Let's pray. Father, again, we beg that you would come by your spirit and you, Lord Jesus, would preach your gospel to us and that you would write your word upon our hearts, that we would be those who um, see uh, your beauty, uh, that we would delight to follow you uh, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And that, Lord, in our own hearts, we would uh, uh, desire uh, that there be nothing uh, that is not pleasing to you. Uh, Lord, that in our homes, you would bless us and grow us to be uh, those who experience your saving presence more and more, to be a blessing one to another. Lord, we ask that our church family might, uh, Lord, delight in you. And that, Lord, you would grow us in sanctification. Uh, Lord, as your little children that you have justified and given hearts to uh, trust in you, Lord Jesus. Father, we beg that you would have mercy upon our nation. Uh, and that, Lord, you would deliver us from the path of destruction that we are on. And so, Lord, thank you for your word, that it is living and powerful, that it is sharper than any two-edged sword. And we pray that you would wield it, Lord, this night, uh, that, Lord, you would come with your power and with your gentleness uh, to speak your gospel to our hearts afresh. It is in Jesus we pray to you, the one true living God. Amen. Well, uh, last Lord's Day, we uh, began looking at the horror of sin that we see in uh, the kings of Judah. Uh, we saw that even though Jehoshaphat was a, a godly king, yet he... Uh, had great weakness. Uh, he uh, foolishly, wickedly uh, disobeyed the command of the living God uh, that we looked at in Deuteronomy chapter 7 um, that the Lord uh, uh, continues to give to us as his people to be careful who we give our sons and daughters to. And Jehoshaphat, even though he 
was one who sought the face of the Lord. Yet in this particular matter, he stumbled and sinned grievously. Uh, giving his son uh, Jehoram to marry the daughter of Ahab and Jezebel of the northern kingdom. And as we saw last Lord's Day, it was a disastrous thing. That as soon as Jehoshaphat died and Jehoram uh, took the throne, uh, he began to show uh, the influence uh, of Ahab and Jezebel's rebellion against the Lord. And his wife, Athaliah, uh, now is encouraging and inciting him uh, to follow the Baals. Um, he murders all of uh, his brothers. Uh, he wants no rivals. And um, there was... Uh, all kinds of spiritual uh, rebellion uh, that he led God's people to be an unfaithful bride to the Lord. Uh, and, and we saw God's severe judgment chastening uh, upon he, him, upon his household. Uh, and now he dies. Um, his youngest son... Ahaziah is made king in his place. Uh, you remember that one of the judgments was that the vast majority of his wives and sons uh, had been carried off in captivity. Uh, but his wife Athaliah uh, and this son Ahaziah uh, had been spared. Uh, the sparing was... A sad thing in one sense because it was the downfall of, of that uh, of family. But it was God's good pleasure uh, to keep the line of David from being snuffed out so that ultimately a good king would come. And that good king is, of course, our Lord Jesus Himself. Well, uh, tonight we see in chapter 22, in verse 1, um, another negative example. Now turn back with me to chapter 7 before we look at this negative example. And I want you to see the theme in the book of Second Chronicles is with the good kings them exhibiting this, um, these, these um, seeking after the face of the Lord, or in the case of these evil kings, them rebelling against the Lord. And this, of course, as we've seen, is the answer of Almighty God to King Solomon when he built the temple. And in chapter 6, we have the prayer of Solomon at the dedication of the temple, asking that when God's people sinned and then turned to God, confessing their sin and offering burnt offerings there at the temple, that God would look from heaven and forgive them and bring relief. 
And so in chapter 7, we see the Lord coming down, filling the temple with His glory so that the priests couldn't even be in the temple for a period of time because of the manifestation of the Lord's presence in His glory. And Solomon then, uh, we read in verse 11 of chapter 7, Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord in the king's house, all that Solomon had planned to do in the house of the Lord and in his own house he successfully accomplished. And then the Lord appeared to Solomon in the night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. And you remember those were just some examples of the chastening of God that Solomon made reference to that was in regard to what God had promised in Deuteronomy chapter 28 and Leviticus chapter 26. Those two chapters, God said, if, if my people will trust in the Christ, and follow me, I will open the windows of heaven upon you and bless you. But if you turn away from me and go after other gods, I will chasten you. And if you do not repent, then I will chasten you seven times more. And some of the things that were listed there in the chastening are these very things of the heavens being shut up so that there's no rain, or there's locusts that are turned loose to devour the land, or pestilence that breaks out. Well, you remember the, the temple was a shadow of the Christ. He is the sacrifice. He is the priest. He is the altar. He is the one who alone can take his blood and go into the very throne room of heaven, what the temple and all of the priesthood and the sacrificial system was a shadow of, a picture of. And so God is answering Solomon's prayer, and he says, when my people sin and the chastening comes, and notice verse 14, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open, and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. For now I have chosen and consecrated this house, that my name may be there forever." But, down in verse 19, But if you turn aside and forsake my statutes and my commandments that I have set before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will pluck you up from my land that I have given you, and this house that I have consecrated for my name I will cast out of my sight, and I will make it a proverb, and a byword among all peoples. And at this house, which was exalted, everyone passing by will be astonished and say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? And then they will say, 
because they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who brought them out of the land of Egypt and laid hold on other gods and worshiped them and served them. Therefore, he has brought all this disaster on them. And so verse 14 now is that theme verse that we see highlighted over and over and over again. We see kings humbling themselves. We see kings praying. Jehoshaphat sought the face of the Lord. And when he sought the face of the Lord, God heard from heaven. We see kings turning from sin. And as they do so, seeking the face of the Christ, God hears from heaven, forgives, and brings relief and healing. But we also have seen that when kings refuse to humble themselves, when they refuse to pray, when they refuse to seek God's face, when they refuse to repent of sin, then the chastening the hand of God's judgment comes. And so now back to chapter 22, we see the exact opposite of all of those graces of humbling, of praying, of seeking the face of the Lord, of repenting, of turning from sin, and seeking the Christ. We see Ahaziah, walking in unbelief and arrogance. And so we pick it up in verse 1. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem made Ahaziah his youngest son king in his place. For the band of men that came with the Arabians to the camp had killed all the older sons. So Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, reigned. Ahaziah was 22 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned one year. One year, a very, very short reign. It was short because the Lord struck him in judgment. His mother's name was Athaliah. That was uh, Jehoram's uh, uh, wife, and she was the daughter of, of Ahab and Jezebel. Jezebel was the daughter of Omri, uh, who led God's people in the northern kingdom <coughs> to worship the Baals. And so here's this uh, uh, granddaughter uh, of, of uh, this wicked king, who is Jezebel's daughter, uh, who now uh, is, is the counselor. Uh, to this son, Ahaziah. And so we read, uh, he began to reign. He reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Athaliah, the granddaughter of Omri. He also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, for his mother was his counselor in doing wickedly. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, as the house of Ahab had done. For after the death of his father, they were his counselors to his undoing. And so um, here we have the, the influence. And that's what God had warned in Deuteronomy chapter 7. He told his people, don't give 
your sons and your daughters to marry those who do not love the Christ because they will turn their hearts away from following the Lord. And so here we see this spine-tingling example. Uh, For after the death of his father, they were his counselors to his undoing. He even followed their counsel and went with Jehoram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, to make war against Haziel, king of Syria, at Ramoth-Gilead. And the Syrians wounded Joram, and he returned to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds that he had received at Ramoth. And you remember, he had sent word um, uh, wondering if he, if he would recover. And Elijah, the prophet, sent word and said, no, you're, you're not going to make it. Well, he returned to be healed in Jezreel, the wounds that he had received at Ramah when he fought against Hazael, king of Syria. And Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to see Joram, the son of Ahab, in Jezreel because he was wounded. But it was ordained by God that the downfall of Ahaziah should come about through his going to visit Joram. For when he came there, he went out with Jehoram to meet Jehu, the son of Nimshi, whom the Lord had anointed to destroy the house of Ahab. And so Jehu, that God made king of Israel, he had given the task of executing Everyone in the house of Ahab and of cutting off uh, that family. That was the Lord's mission that Jehu was given. And so here Ahaziah comes and is found uh, as a, a, a participant uh, with this uh, descendant of Ahab. And so in verse 8, And when Jehu was executing judgment on the house of Ahab, he met the princes of Judah and the sons of Ahaziah's brothers who attended Ahaziah, and he killed them. He searched for Ahaziah, and he was captured while hiding in Samaria, and he was brought to Jehu and put to death. They buried him, for they said, He is the grandson of Jehoshaphat, And here's your theme verse now in chapter 7, verse 14. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. What was so notable about Jehoshaphat? He was the king who sought the Lord with all his heart. And so even though this man was a wicked king, yet he... Uh, even after he was executed, was treated with dignity and respect because he is the grandson of Jehoshaphat who sought the Lord with all his heart. And the house of Ahaziah had no one able to rule the kingdom. Well, what does Athaliah do? And this is just spine-tingling. Here we see another horrifying a record that God has recorded for us. Now, why did God put that in his word? Well, it wasn't to glorify sin, but it was to show us the awfulness of sin so that we would hate it in our own hearts 
and turn from it. As, as uh, Elder Eric prayed earlier, apart from the grace of God, this is what we would be like. Uh, we would be brutal. We would be walking in the, the ways and the thinking uh, of paganism. And, and here's what Athaliah did. Look at verse 10. Now when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the royal family of the house of Judah. This daughter of Ahab and Jezebel. Now, Scripture does not spell out for us what her motive was. And it's been supposed that, that at least two things most likely were at play. Number one, that she wanted uh, to concentrate power in herself. She wanted no other rivals, no other of the royal family to uh, uh, come and take away her power. And then uh, the second one is attached to that, that most likely it was her design to see the family of the kings of Judah, the southern kingdom, destroyed so that the kingdom of Israel and Judah could be reunited, but under the leadership of a king from Ahab's line. Whatever the case was, that's what she did. But God had great mercy. And we see, but Jehu Shabeth, the daughter of the king. And so here is, is one of Ahaziah's uh, siblings, a sister. And uh, when she saw what was going on, there was this little baby about a year old, who was one of Ahaziah's uh, 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 sons. And this sister, the aunt, takes this young baby by the name of Joash, and she hides him. She rescues him. And she took Joash and um, Jehoshabeth's uh, husband's name was Jehoiada the priest. Uh, Jehoiada was a, a, a godly man. He feared the Lord. He was a, a lover of the Christ. And we're going to talk more uh, uh, about this, this great godly man that God raised up in that day. Uh, but Jehoiada and his wife rescue this descendant. Now, why is this so important? Well, it was because God had promised that it was through the line of David that Messiah would eventually come. And here now is the last of these, these uh, uh, the heir. Uh, Joash, it comes down to this one little baby boy. And Jehoshabeth, the daughter of King Jehoram, and wife of Jehoiada the priest, because she was a sister of Ahaziah, hid him from Athaliah so that she did not put him to death. And he remained with them six years, hidden in the house of God, while Athaliah reigned over the land. And so for six years, they take care of this little baby boy. He is seven years old now. And so... In verse 1 of chapter 23, But in the seventh year, 
Jehoiada took courage and entered into a covenant with the commanders of hundreds. And so here's this description now of what Jehoiada does. Uh, He goes and he says, listen, uh, we need to have a guard over this little uh, uh, young uh, seven-year-old boy. And he divided uh, the guard uh, there at the temple into three uh, uh, groups, and there was always a, a, a group on guard to protect the king. And the day came after they made the covenant. And so let's read about this covenant. Look down in verse 2. And they went about through Judah and gathered the Levites from all the cities of Judah and the heads of the fathers' houses of Israel. And they came to Jerusalem, and all the assembly made a covenant with the king in the house of God. And Jehoiada said to them, Behold, the king's son, let him reign, as the Lord spoke concerning the sons of David. And so he sets up the... um, Uh, guard making sure that this young king, seven years old, is protected. Down in uh, verse 8, the Levites and all Judah did according to all that Jehoiada the priest commanded. And they each brought his men who were to go off duty on the Sabbath with those who were to come on duty on the Sabbath for Jehoiada the priest did not dismiss the divisions. And Jehoiada the priest gave to the captains the spears and the large and small shields that had been King David's, which were in the house of God. And he set all the people as a guard for the king, every man with his weapon in his hand. From the south side of the house to the north side of the house, around the altar and the house. And then they brought out the king's son and put the crown on him and gave him the testimony. And they proclaimed him king. And Jehoiada and his sons anointed him. And they said, Long live the king. When Athaliah heard the noise of the people running and praising the king, she went into the house of the Lord to the people, and when she looked, there was the king standing by his pillar at the entrance, and the captains and the trumpeters beside the king, and all the people of the land rejoicing and blowing trumpets, and the singers with their musical instruments leading in the celebration. And Athaliah tore her clothes and cried, Treason! Treason! Then Jehoiada the priest brought out the captains who were set over the army, saying to them, Bring her out between the ranks, and anyone who follows her is to be put to death with the sword. For the priest said, Do not put her to death in the house of the Lord. So they laid hands on her, and she went into the entrance of the horse gate of the king's house, and they put her to death there. And Jehoiada made a covenant between himself and all the people and the king that should be the Lord's people. And then all the people went to the house of Baal and tore it down. His altars and his images they broke in pieces and they killed Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. And Jehoiada posted watchmen for the house of the Lord under the direction of the Levitical priests And the Levites, whom David had organized to be in charge of the house of the Lord, to offer burnt offerings to the Lord, as it is written in the law of Moses, with rejoicing and with singing, according to the order of David. 
He stationed the gatekeepers at the gates of the house of the Lord so that no one should enter who was in any way unclean. And he took the captains, the nobles, the governors of the people, and all the people of the land, and they brought the king down from the house of the Lord, marching through the upper gate to the king's house, and they set the king on the royal throne. So all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet after Athaliah had been put to death with the sword. Well, here we have recorded for us now uh, uh, the judgment of God upon this wicked, uh, wicked woman, uh, this brutal woman who led God's people uh, uh, astray and tried to wipe out the line of uh, Judah. Uh, the kings are down to this one little son, but God in his kindness uh, raises up Jehoiada and his wife, Jehoshabeth, and they spare. Um, seven years old, Joash becomes king. And as long as Jehoiada was alive, Joash was a wonderful king. Now, we're going to stop there with the account. And I, it, it, this is kind of a long section, so I, I, hate, I hate to stop here. But Joash, as we're going to see, when Jehoiada dies, Joash shows his true colors. And it is tragic and sad. Uh, Joash uh, uh, turns away from the Lord and even has uh, uh, the son uh, of, of Jehoiada uh, put to death. Um, Joash is, is leading God's people to worship the Baals uh, once uh, again. But as long as Jehoiada was alive, and Jehoiada lived to be 130 years old, Again, it highlights the need for a good king. And praise God, we have a good king. His name is Jesus. And in the fullness of time, he came. And we delight to make covenant with him, uh, to uh, crown him king. I mean, he's already king, but us to acknowledge, uh, us to say, yes, indeed, you are my king. And I delight for you to reign over me. Because, Lord Jesus, you are the one who bought me with your precious blood. And you are perfect and holy and good. And I delight to follow you. We pray that God would give us a renewed heart for sin. Beginning in our own hearts. Uh, Ahaziah uh, uh, murdering the people. Uh, in his family. Athaliah doing the same thing. Uh, what madness sin causes. Oh, may the Lord give us uh, a, a hatred for our own sins. And you remember last week when we were talking about this, uh, there's no such thing as a, a little sin. Uh, it may be that you have lied to your parents and a lightning bolt didn't come down from heaven the minute you did it. And you might be tempted to listen to the lie of Satan. No big deal. 
nothing bad really happened. Well, that's how these wicked kings uh, would begin. Uh, and it ended in horror. Sin always does lead to chaos and sorrow and death and hell. And only Jesus can deliver us. Only Jesus can deliver us. Even if we're obeying outwardly when our parents ask us to do something. If on the inside we're like a King Joash saying, well, as long as I have to, I will do what's right. But as long as mama and daddy aren't there to make sure I'm doing what's right, I'm just going to do my own thing. Oh, may the Lord write these things upon our hearts to see the awfulness of the path of sin. Look at Athaliah. Here is a grandmother who murders all of her grandchildren. Can you imagine such horror? And yet in our country, there are millions of people who have murdered their own children in the womb. Oh, may God have mercy upon us. And there is forgiveness with Jesus Oh, how we need him to deliver us from the horror of sin. Well, Jehoiada, uh, the last practical lesson that I would draw your attention to is uh, this godly man, Jehoiada, and his wife. They risked their own lives to do what was right in God's sight. And they stood and protected this little baby boy. Now, one of the things that um, we need to uh, uh, take to heart from this is that that's what God is calling us to be and do in this day. To be like Jehoiada and Jehoshabeth. That we would be men and women and boys and girls who are not afraid uh, to stand for Jesus and to do what is right. And we want to be wise. Uh, the day that they hid this little boy, Jehoiada didn't stand up and, and tell Athaliah, uh, uh, you're wrong. Uh, he waited until it was the right time to declare uh, uh, Joash uh, as, as king. Uh, but nonetheless, he stood. And that's what God's calling us to do, to stand for Jesus God is calling us to do things like uh, doing what we can to rescue little unborn babies. And uh, this committee that I have had the privilege of serving on for these past several months is, is in the process of forming a board uh, and, and asking the evangelical churches uh, in Taswell and Richlands to establish uh, a, a pro-life uh, uh, crisis pregnancy center to minister uh, not only in this end of the county but even down towards Grundy and Lebanon uh, to show uh, that there is a path that is good. It's the path of life and to call uh, uh, women to the Lord Jesus and to spare their little ones. And, and to love and nurture these little ones 
uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ, either themselves or giving them uh, to a Christian family uh, that would love and nurture uh, these little ones. But it is time for us to stand. Uh, we need to do all that we can to encourage and support uh, those, not only in our own congregation, which we are doing, uh, to homeschool and, and Christian day schools, uh, but neighbors and people around us. It is time for us to stand like Jehoiada and Jehoshabeth. Praise God that God is at work, even in dark days. And there's a lot of darkness in our day. There's a lot of wicked things going on. But praise God, Jesus is at work. And he is worthy to be loved and praised and adored. Sin is horrifying. Only Jesus can deliver us and give us the bliss of belonging to him, of having our conscience clean between us and the living God and have the joy of living for him and seeking to plant the flag of Jesus not only in our own hearts but our homes and the workplace and everything we do because the Lamb is worthy. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you would write these things upon our hearts. Lord, we confess to you it's not fun to read about Ahaziah's and uh, uh, Jehoram's and Athaliah's. Uh, Lord, it, it's, it's sad to us to see uh, uh, the fickleness of, of a man like Joash. And so, Lord, uh, you have recorded these things so that we would turn from sin and not follow in their footsteps, but run to you, Lord Jesus, and humble ourselves and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways. Oh, Lord, save us. Lord Jesus, as individuals, Lord, come with your saving presence in our homes uh, that more and more uh, our homes might uh, have uh, your saving presence to, uh, Lord, be a blessing to one another more and more. Lord, come and in our church family, uh, make us a people who are full of praise and love for you, our God, and love for one another, seeking to encourage and establish and build up one another in you, Lord Jesus. Use us, Lord, <coughs> in the workplace. Use us, Lord, as citizens to stand for you like Jehoiada and Jehoshabeth. O oh Lord, hear our cry. And now, Lord, bless as we sing and conclude our worship this evening. O oh Lord, you are our great God, and we love and adore you. In Jesus we pray. Amen. <laughs>